Welcome to the Green Zone Podcast, the show that teaches oil and gas executives how to take command of their finances and live in the green. Your host, Jeff Green, from Green Financial Group, will be your financial guide, all while giving you a tour of the most beloved and best-kept secret spots around Houston, Texas. Now, on to the show. 2020 may have been a year to forget, but not for the stock market. And the climb continues, at least so far, for this year. But a new administration, and with the House and Senate all controlled by one party, and pressing demands for more relief for consumers and businesses to counter economic impacts of COVID, can the market hold those gains? I'm Patrice Sikora, and this is The Green Zone. So Jeff Green, Lauren Smith of Green Financial Group, what say you about stocks? Well, great to talk to you, Patrice, as always. Uh, what do we say about stocks? Let me, let me tell you, you know what scares me about 2021? What? That there's really nothing to look back. There's really <laughs> no red flags out there for 2021. And that's what scares me. Look, mm. look, here, here's what we have to do. We have to take things in, into perspective a little bit. And I'm, I'm going to hit on uh, Corona here for just a second, COVID-19. And I'm not, I'm not being political. Mm-hmm. Uh, I just want to point a couple of things out because it has to do with our economy. I want to give you a little bit of data. And this is from the World Health Organization. This isn't Jeff Green just making stuff up here on a podcast. This comes from the World Health Organization. And it is dated uh, January 8th of uh, this year. So mm-hmm. when you look at fatality rates, okay, between flu, influenza, or COVID-19, from the ages of 0 to 17, you have a point. chance of fatality. These are estimates, okay? Estimates by the WHO, Mm -hmm. the World Health Organization. COVID-19, between the ages of 0 and 19, you have a 0.003% chance of fatality. So, in effect, between the ages of 0 and 17, you're three times more likely to die of the flu than you are of COVID-19. Why do I bring this up? And by the way, the, 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 uh, the other age data are, are, you know, are, are similar, but in the 65% uh, – or 65 so, age. I'm sorry, 65, age 65 up, mm-hmm. on influenza, it's a 0.83% chance of fatality. On COVID-19, 70 and up, it is a 5.4% chance of fatality. So we know who needs protecting here, right? Right. It's the 70 and up group that needs protection. We know that the kids put them back in school. That's my opinion. It's uh, and here in Texas, we're fortunate. Our kids are in school. They go through a lot of crazy protocols, but I bring this up because we're, you're starting to see more and more things open up. You even had uh, Cuomo in New York who had shut everything down. And I think he vowed to never open up anything ever again. Who knows? (laughs) But he even said, Hey, we can't go on like this. We, we, we've got to open up. So there's, you're, you're seeing things open up a little bit. You've got the vaccine coming out. We're getting more and more people uh, with the vaccine Johnson and Johnson. I don't know if you know this, 30 million doses of vaccine. And that ready is to go. And that it's is just one, one shot. It's just a one dose. Right. Yeah. It's not it's two a doses. one shot ready yep. to go. 
so you get it once you get uh and and the numbers are escaping me off the top of my head but once you get these 30 million you got what's the other companies moderna and pfizer moderna and pfizer you get their doses out now you've got now you've got you know a good chunk of the population immunized you got herd uh herd herd and thank you my words are all over the place we got herd immunity and and that goes a long way to getting life back to normal so you say what what about the stock market what's that have to do with the stock market well there's a lot of pent-up demand uh out there and you you've seen a lot of stocks like the work from home stocks zoom DocuSign. Mm-hmm. DocuSign. Uh, what else we got? Even the one, even H- several, even say, companies that sell equipment for for home offices, computers, and and uh, keyboards, things like those. Absolutely, Tesla. Uh, you know, not a work from home stock, but Tesla is one of those stocks that's just kind of gone crazy. Uh, we have owned it for certain clients and done very well, but you know. Uh, I'm, I'm very nervous owning Tesla. Well, Tesla but goes up and goes down. At the, at, it does. Uh, and a whim. It does. And this isn't a recommendation for anybody to go buy any of those stocks we're mentioning. We're just talking about some of the things that we have owned in the past for the right clients. And, you know, I, I think you're going to see a little bit of change come to the market. We've seen growth do so well. And again, this is just our opinion, and it will remain to be seen. And the way we always invest is where the money is going. So what I think, I have my crystal ball gets fuzzy right about 8.30 when the market opens, and I have no idea what's <laughs> going to happen. So we always just go with what the market tells us it's going to do. But if you want to know what I think, and this isn't how I'll trade, but this is what I think, I think you're going to see a bit of a change in some of the leadership that's out there, meaning You've got pent-up demand, uh, industrials, the financials, materials. These are things I think that you'll see, and you're already seeing them do well. Uh, they've done so poorly for so long, um, and they're starting to build a little bit of momentum. I think you might see, and, and I'm not saying, you know, I'm just saying, watch out for it. Be careful. Mm-hmm. In our opinion, you may start to see a shift from some of the growth that has done it so extraordinarily well. And I think we'll continue to do well. I'm not saying growth is done or anything like that, but I think you're going to see a shift to some more, a little more value-oriented type equities. Now, I'm not being political here either, but we know Wall Street is not crazy about the House, the Senate, and the White House all being controlled by one party. But I have not seen any pushback or any concern with the results we've gotten, especially now that we know Georgia, both Senate seats there, went Democrat. Well, first of all, isn't it a shame that we always have to profess? Uh, uh, yeah. Right that we're not being political. Disclaimer. Preface. <laughs> yeah, we have to. We have to preface, preface, preface everything with we're not being political. So, in an effort to not be political. Um, <laughs> the these days, everything is political, unfortunately. Yeah. 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 A few things are going to happen here, and first of all, uh, you know. I, I'll just tell you, I'll tell the world, I lean right. I do. I'm sorry. I'm, I'm very fiscally conservative, socially a bit more moderate, but I lean very fiscally conservative. That being said, you're, you're going to see some things change along the way. You're going to see, in my opinion, 
I mean, Biden's already said it. Taxes are going up. He's going to raise taxes. Well, okay? yes, yes. Corporate tax rates are going to go up. You're going to see more regulation. Okay. And, um, and, and these things are not always the best thing for the stock market. But here's what I will say. I, I, and I'm, I'm hopeful of this, that we'll see some, some sort of restoring back to what I'll call normalcy, more, more peace. I, I'm, I'm hopeful things become more peaceful. I'm hoping that things that we can, you know, it used to be each side had ideas and you, and you went with the best ideas and not just party yes. lines. So I'm hoping we can go back to ideas. I'm a little doubtful of it, but you have some certainty in the market now. Okay. Yes. Yeah. We know these, we've had, we've had the highest corporate tax rates out there for a long, long time. And we still grew as, as an economy. So things still look good. You still got the Fed. The stimulus is still coming. That, that's the other thing we've got. We know we've got more stimulus coming uh, in the economy. We know rates are going to be low. We know earnings are, are going higher. And this is, again, in our opinion. So let me let me give you some bad news. GDP is 10 percent smaller than it was a year ago. That's if we take out all of the stimulus that the government has pumped in. And the reason it is 10% smaller is because of all the small businesses that have closed. That's the real tragedy that has happened in this country. The small mom and pop businesses that are shut down while the Home Depots and the Walmarts of the world have thrived. If you're a stock owner in one of those companies, great, good for you, we own them. Um, because they've made money, but unfortunately it's been at the, at the expense of the government shutting down small business. Mm -hmm. yeah. If you want to know if, you know, if you want to know what I think is going to do good going forward, you're going to see, uh, cruise lines. I mean, when that, when, when, when the, when, when the, the vaccine immunity takes comes hold, and the exactly. herd immunity and the vaccines, cruise lines are going to pick up, airlines, airlines are going to pick up. We just saw something very unfortunate yesterday. <laughs> Lauren had a trip to Cabo planned. I was looking forward to that for the last six uh, months. I know. And then all of a sudden, what did they what did they say? So I guess it's effective um, end of January, and we were leaving the end of January, January 26th. 26th um, coming back to the United States from anywhere outside of the country, you have to show a, po a negative COVID test, which means, you know, you're in Mexico, you have to get tested right. two or three days before you fly. So I don't, you know, the logistics of that, I don't even know where you go. Do you do they come to your resort and test you? Do you go, you know, into the city and find somewhere that does a testing? And then, you know, so you test positive. Then, then what? Do you stay at your resort <laughs> for 14 days, quarantine your room. Do you yeah. go to a hospital? Like what? There's so many, there's so many questions that we just decided, you know, this probably isn't right. Not worth you it. You know, and not right now, maybe. Unfortunate. Yeah. Because we had that. Bye-bye yeah. international travel for a little while. Yeah. Uh, I don't know how long that'll last. I, right. I, I don't either. That's that's one of the the, uh, the sad things about this. What, well, what too, we have going on. That's going to put a damper on a lot of people because we know a lot of people that have been Cabo, Mexico. It's for, oh, from let me Houston. Tell you it's a quick quick flight. And, <laughs> Everybody yeah. from Houston has gone to Cabo. <laughs> for me. And now me. And now you. <laughs> but uh, yeah, God, Cabo has been little, little Texas mm -hmm. for a while. Uh -huh. Well, now, Jeff, you mentioned regulations and, and getting tighter. What 
do you think this is going to mean for the tech industry? They're talking, okay, Democrats in control in Washington. Tech could really come under a lot more pressure. Tech could come under some more pressure. And it's, it's re- that's really hard to say what's going to happen there. I, I think it's very sad that they have uh, removed uh, the president from Twitter, censoring things. I know, you know, there's the inciting of violence. That's, I think, debatable in, in some instances. And, but it's just, it's hard to say what's going to happen there. But, you know, the, the, here's, here's, here's what happened with Twitter. After they removed the president, they, they're, they're, they went down $5 billion in market value the next day. They did not understand the effect that the president had on Twitter. People wanted to see. I mean, I, I, I'm, I'm not a Twitter guy. I follow two people on Twitter, the president and an economist that I really like. <laughs> That's it. That's all I, I do. And people w- wanted to hear what the president, ha- even if you hated him, you wanted to hear what he had to say. And then you wanted to hear what everybody else had to say about what he said. And so it has it has alienated a whole lot of people by by taking the president off of uh, off of Twitter and the marketplace showed you what it thought about it the next day. And then how about going forward? Other tech companies coming under pressure for um, perhaps being broken up. Facebook, Google. I have thought Facebook would probably get broken up at some point. I don't know. You know, what was this parlor parlor? Now parlor was a conservative uh, alternative to Facebook, whatever. And, and it was taken down on, they they had to be hosted by, what was it? Amazon. Amazon. Yeah. And, and so they were taken down and this this kind of stuff, just not going to continue. There'll be some sort of legislation, something come back around that will, you know, I think I'm not going to say put an end to it, but will soften the blow, so to speak. Mm -hmm. I'm not sure how to put it, but, but some of that's going to be changing. Yeah, I, I do believe that. Jumping to something totally different, oil. Where do you see that going? Yeah, so let's throw oil in with commodities because here's, let me tell you, here's, here's another reality of what's going to be happening here. You, you, you've seen the Fed pump you know, trillions and trillions of dollars into our economy, stimulus packages, right? Mm-hmm. And we have seen M1 grow at, uh, you know, 25%, a rate of 25% faster than really it, it, it ever has. And M2 has grown. And this is, this is you know, uh, bank deposits, right. money in motion, spendable dollars. It's, it's grown out there. What that does is put, and then the, now the Fed has said they're not going to raise rates. We get that, mm-hmm. not for the foreseeable future. But that doesn't mean the market won't raise rates because when you have all of this stimulus out there, it puts pressure on on rates to go up. It puts pressure on commodity prices to go up. Right. And that obviously brings inflation. So inflation is coming, in our opinion. It, it's on it's 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 already here. You're already seeing it in the price of oil, like you mentioned. Where are we at? 52, 53 bucks a barrel right now. Right. You know, it's come way up. You've seen Exxon stock, Exxon Mobil stock go from the low 30s up to 50 in how long? I mean, a month, yeah, maybe. A month, maybe. And so you, you're going to see it's going to, and that's going to make the bond market 
right. very difficult to navigate. So again, when you're talking with your financial advisor, I hope he's aware of these things. You need to ask him about these things because it matters. It matters a great deal where you, I mean, it's not like I just go buy a bond and I'm going to be okay. No, that you have to buy the right kinds of bonds in the right type of environment and the right equities mm-hmm. in the right type of environment. And I think so, we should say too that not all inflation is bad. No, I'm not suggesting that, that, that it is. I'm just suggesting that it changes things. Right. Okay. Okay. So that, that's, that's kind of where, you know, as long as the Fed, by the way, the Fed pumping money into the, the stimulus, into the economy, great for stocks. Great. I mean, that's why, and, and, and inflation, yeah, it's coming as a result of that, but that doesn't mean the death of stocks. Um, it just means some things are going to change and we need to make some adjustments along with it. That's why we're saying, look, hey, can maybe consider value if you think that's right. If you ask your financial advisor, should we add a little more value to the portfolio? Should I back off a of Tesla a little bit? Uh, <laughs> these are questions you need to be asking. Hey, what, what about the bond market? I hear inflation's coming. I hear that's going to put pressure on interest rates. What's that mean to my bonds? Are there certain types of bonds I can buy that are less affected by rising interest rates than others? And the answer is, of course, yes. And so you have to make sure that your advisor, and this is what I say all the time, it, and it, it really, it, it frustrates me because it gives our industry a bad name, but, you know, and I'll, I'll say the story. Yeah, you know, Patrice, you remember, uh, I'm a, what are those commercials, infomercials? I, I'm a, I love the infomercials, okay? <laughs> I'll, I'll watch an infomercial. And I will get, I get hooked and I buy everything. I got a house full of stuff that doesn't work. But you you remember Patrice, who was it? Ron Papil. Was that his name? Yeah, that's his name. Ron Papil. Okay. Lauren's heard me say this story enough. I was like, is that where he's going? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I'm I'm going there. But Ron Papil, way back in the day, had like this rotisserie chicken maker, right? Yeah. It was, you know, about as big as the bread box. And you put the chicken in and, and it cooked. And he had this famous saying. Do you remember this, Patrice? Do you remember this guy at all? No, I don't. You don't remember. Anyway, I watched him all the time and I <laughs> bought it. But anyway, he had this famous saying. He, you, you put the chicken in, you set it, and you forget it. Set it set and it forget, and forget it. it. Well, guess what? That's what most of the advisors out there are doing with your money. They are setting it and they are forgetting it. And they are hoping that the asset allocation takes care of it. Not good enough. Not by green financial standards. No way, no how do we do that. Because the market and the economy are a dynamic thing. And you must be proactive. Mm -hmm. And you must be just as dynamic as the market and economy is being with your assets. That's how we feel. And you're talking about looking at some other types of investments. What do you think of Bitcoin? Oh, goodness. Oh, here we go. <laughs> Jeff, <laughs> Jeff loves talking about Bitcoin. No, I, I hate talking. <laughs> I, know, I know very little about Bitcoin, but here, here's what I do know. And I, I'm so glad you brought that up, Patrice, because I get this question all the time. Jeff, do we buy Bitcoin? Oh, my God. And my <laughs> sister, love her to pieces. She is on me to buy Bitcoin. She sends me article after article 
Jeff, you got, if you don't buy Bitcoin, you're crazy. You're missing out on everything and la di la di la. And here's, and I'm not pro or anti Bitcoin. I'm not. I just don't understand it. Well, no, nobody <laughs> does. So, okay, but let me tell you, let me tell you what I, I do know about Bitcoin. And there's there's really three types of people uh, that have opinions about Bitcoin. They're like <laughs> the, those, it's the new technology kind of people. Um, it's the people that think these are tokens. Uh, and then there's the, the third group that thinks that this is going to be the new currency. And I'm hearing that more yes. than anything else. A world currency, too. Right. And let me tell you the problems with that and where and where I think, my opinion, that fails tremendously. The, the thought of Bitcoin being a currency fails. First of all, if it became a, a currency, what would it be worth? It's very difficult to value a Bitcoin. I know that the market values, it goes up and down, but you know, the dollar has a value, used to be a gold standard, um, and Bitcoin would be a hard currency, but it's, it's, it's not, it, it would be too difficult to value. And I don't know if you know this, but there are only, there's only $21 million. There's a fixed supply of Bitcoin. And I found this hard to believe. 21 million. That's it. When you get to 21 million in Bitcoin, there is no more. And I said, well, why can't these whiz kids who thought up of Bitcoin just go create more? Create more, exactly. Okay. Well, it ain't that easy. They it, Bitcoins are mined, okay? Right. And they're mined using these algorithms. Right. And each, each Bitcoin... Uh, by the way, there's, only, there's been 18.6 million Bitcoin mined already. They're estimating that for that last two mil or so in Bitcoin, it'll take over four years. 40. 40. Was it 40 it was years? 40 years. To mine that Bitcoin. But again, now, when, what do you mean when you say mine? You've got to go okay. and find these things with these algorithms. Yep, exactly. I'm glad you asked because I'll tell you the little bit that I understand <laughs> about it. But a Bitcoin is a string of numbers, okay? And it's created by algorithms. And each Bitcoin becomes a larger and larger number. And it's going to take a long time to mine these last few Bitcoin. Not only that, here's the main kicker. Well, there's two. If there's only $21 million of Bitcoin available, how in the world is that going to be a currency? It, it can't. There's not, it's not yeah. enough there. Next, I find it extraordinarily hard to believe that any government would allow a private currency to dominate. How are you going to pay your taxes in Bitcoin? How does that work? Good question. Is the government going to accept Bitcoin for your taxes? I don't think so. They, the, the, the government is not going to allow a currency that they cannot manipulate. You can't manipulate a private currency. So for those reasons, I, you know, bit, and again, I'm not trying to squash any Bitcoin lovers out there. I, I, I'm not for nor against. This is just the reality. Uh, you're, you're not going to find a government, in my opinion, that's going to allow a private currency that they cannot manipulate because they, they manipulate the dollar all the time. And the yet, Fed, raising rates up and down. You know, it's we have world currencies in there, and you know they're they're pegged off of each other. So, 
you won't be able to do that with a private currency. And yet, life insurance companies have been buying these things. And well, there's been yeah, there well, and funds, pension funds. Well, because look, you can make money. I mean, it's going up, but it's I think going at up, one point, yeah. <laughs> it, I think at some point, it'll it's going go to zero. I mean, <laughs> I, right. I think it's going to be worth nothing at some point. Well, it's and certainly... there was some rumor that some player, I, I don't, I forget his name, was getting paid in Bitcoin. That's not true. Oh. It's it's not true. He's not being paid in Bitcoin. His check, they get paid per game. His check was being sent to a company that invests in Bitcoin. So half of his check went into an investment of Bitcoin and half of his check went to cash. Hmm. So he was not being paid in Bitcoin. So there's a, you know, if, if anyone out there has heard that rumor, that's, that's false. Well, that's good to know. <laughs> I, I try to understand this. I try to follow it. And I just, it, it escapes me. I guess I'm just not the, the tech Bitcoin brain that you need to understand this well you know you're not alone patrice neither am i i just you know this is just some critical thinking about a a a private currency that you know the world is starting to pump up and it's just not going to in my opinion it's not going to go anywhere all right well bitcoin so much for you blockchain i understand blockchain i'm with bitcoin i just don't get and it's a (laughs) a huge great phenomenal technology yeah phenomenal (laughs) All right, folks, how can listeners reach you if they want to continue this conversation? (laughs) I don't know anyone who wants to continue this conversation, (laughs) but you can call us at 713-244-3030, or you can always find us online, www.greenfinancialgrp.com. All right, Jeff Green, Lauren Smith of Green Financial Group. Subscribe to make sure you get the latest Green Zone podcast, And of course, share with friends. I'm Patrice Sikora, and let's talk again later. Thank you for listening to the Green Zone podcast. Click the subscribe button below to be notified when new episodes become available. The information covered and posted represents the views and opinions of the guest and does not necessarily represent the views and opinions of Green Financial Group. The content has been made available for informational and educational purposes only. The content is not intended to be a substitute for professional investing advice. Always seek the advice of your financial advisor or other qualified financial service provider with any questions you may have regarding your investment planning. Securities offered through Raymond James Financial Services, Inc., member FINRA, SIPC. Investment advisory services offered through Raymond James Financial Services Advisors, Inc. Green Financial Group is not a registered broker or dealer and is independent of Raymond James Financial Services. Jeff Green is the founder of Green Financial Group and is a registered principal of RJFS. The Green Financial Group is located at 6363 Woodway Drive, Suite 625, Houston, Texas, 77057, and can be reached at 713-244-3030. Raymond James is not affiliated with and does not endorse the opinions or services of his guests. Prior to making an investment decision, please consult with your financial advisor about your individual situation. The prominent underlying risk of using Bitcoin as a medium of exchange is that it is not authorized or regulated by any central bank. Bitcoin issuers are not registered with the SEC and the Bitcoin marketplace is currently unregulated. Bitcoin and other cryptocurrencies are a very speculative investment and involve a high degree of risk. 
investors must have the financial ability, sophistication, experience, and willingness to bear the risk of an investment and a potential total loss of their investment. Securities that have been classified as Bitcoin-related cannot be purchased or deposited in Raymond James client accounts.